Hi team, this week we are reading chapter 17 in our book, This Book is Anti-Racist, 20 Lessons on How to Wake Up, Take Action, and Do the Work. This book was written by Tiffany Jewell. Chapter 17 is called Building Relationships. Anti-racism is lifelong work. What we take on started with our ancestors and what we leave behind will be carried on by those who come after us. As you make a commitment not only to disrupt racism, but also to actively break apart the foundation, you are honoring yourself and the folks of the global majority. You are building lifelong trusting relationships that are just and sustainable. For a long time, I tried to change a very slow-moving institution and move them toward having an anti-racist identity. I tried to do this all alone. I shared a lot of my time and energy, knowledge and resources for free. I was exhausted, frustrated, angry, disheartened, and ready to give up. And then I found my people, thank goodness. I connected with other folks who do similar work in schools specifically around anti-racism. My people are those that I can trust with my vision for justice. They help me to be a better person by challenging and affirming me. They are folks who will always have a seat for me at the table. We connected quickly because of the work we do and we were eager to have someone else who understands what we mean when we talk about racism. I hope you can find your people. It takes time to build those solid trusting relationships. I'm not saying you have to become friends with everyone. I'm advocating for you to work on creating equitable relationships with those you connect with. First, we must understand your privilege. Intersectionality allows us to notice that although we may share social identities, we are not the same and our experiences are different. I identify as a black biracial cisgender woman. There are many other black biracial cisgender women in the world. We share the labels for our identities and some of our lived experiences will be similar and some will not. All throughout my primary and secondary years, my sister and I were in many of the advanced classes. We were even in the gifted and talented program, which allowed us to learn a more exploratory way. We were raised by our white mom and our white family. Our school district labeled us as white. My teachers noticed my lighter skin and I and believed I was better than my darker classmates. They showed this by holding higher expectations for me and encouraging me to pursue college prep classes. 
many of my classmates were seen as troublemakers and were encouraged to join the military or pursue more technical classes. As I've mentioned before, my proximity to whiteness has allowed me to travel more freely throughout the dominant culture. I am more palatable or acceptable to white people. This privilege has ensured that I had more opportunities throughout my schooling and beyond. Although we were a working class family with immigrant roots, my sister and I were able to go to college and have careers we both enjoy. Because of my closeness to the dominant culture, I can drive my car without having to worry that I will be pulled over for anything other than a brake light actually being out. I don't have to worry about being killed by a police officer who pulled me over like Orlando Castile or taken to jail like Sandra Bland. People are more likely to believe me and trust me because of my privilege. I am no more special than anyone else because my black skin is lighter. Your privilege is something you don't often think about. It's often invisible to you until you take a moment to gain some insight and awareness into your whole self. You don't notice privileges because they are parts of your identity that are considered normal thanks to that imaginary box. We must actively work to understand our privileges across all of our various identities. Your privilege is something you don't think about. It's often invisible to you until you take a moment to gain some insight and awareness into your whole self.